So I need some, I need some new traditions. Everything I, all the traditions that I had. Oh shit! For the last thirty plus years, I think uh, thirty-five years. See, I got married when I was when I was nineteen, and I started a family when I was twenty, and so. You know, I I really couldn't remember back then even in my 20s what my family traditions were. Now, I'm not a religious person. So, you know, there were no nothing there were no traditions based on religion. Now, that's not to say we didn't celebrate Christmas and stuff like that, but it was just a, it was a secular Celebration. And Easter, we did celebrate Easter, but not really, not, again, it was very secular. I remember coloring eggs, but I don't remember much beyond that. And uh, Halloween, with Halloween coming up this year, you know, I don't remember dressing up in costume either and going out trick-or-treating. The only thing I, I know that I did have a costume be only because of some pictures, but the only pictures I have of me in a costume was in kindergarten when I dressed up as underdog, which was a favorite character of mine back then. I have the entire underdog cartoon collection, by the way, just in case you were wondering. But I, I, I couldn't remember my family traditions, even Thanksgiving or Christmas morning. See, I, I had pictures when I was a kid of Christmas morning. But I don't actually remember them. I don't remember getting up early in the morning and opening up gifts. I don't know what we did for Christmas Eve. Um, you know, Thanksgiving, I know we had Thanksgiving dinner. But I don't remember anything other than the cranberry sauce out of the can. And we got the gel kind, not the uh, not the one that's like the that's that you can actually see cranberries in. We got the one that when you squish it out of the can that you know you slice it up into into circles. I loved it. Um but I don't, I don't remember. I know we had turkey. I know we had it, but I don't remember it. So when I started my family, um, oh, maybe the background, I'm, I, maybe, my, maybe all my stuff is blocked out, is blacked out of my memory. See, my parents got separated. Uh, they separated when I was like four years old, and I think, I think their formal divorce. Uh, happened when I was like 11. That's, that's what, I, I don't remember exactly, but I think that's the timeline. So my father was not in the house um, regularly. And we would go, we would spend the weekends with my father. 
um, in various places and do various things. Some, you know, I think we, we also switched off holidays sometimes. I think we did Thanksgiving with one parent and then Christmas with the other parent. I don't know. I, I really don't remember it. But anyway, when I started my own family, you know, I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start some traditions, get some traditions going and make them solid. So we did that. You know, we had a very traditional Thanksgiving dinner. You know, my, my traditions were traditional. Nothing crazy, nothing out of the box. Just things that I wanted to cement in my children's brains and so they could have some good solid memories of what they used to do because I couldn't remember. So yeah, we, we had Thanksgiving and where I cooked the meal. You know, Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving meal as a traditional meal with turkey and mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes, blah, blah, blah. That's, you know, one of my favorite meals. I love the combo of uh, coma carbs with a roasted turkey and homemade cranberry sauce. I made, I, I switched off, I think, after the f- maybe two or three years of getting cran- cranberry sauce out of the can like I did when I was a kid. And started making it myself because I figured out that it was so stupid easy that there's no reason to get it out of a can unless you're like in some dire emergency. So we had all, <clears throat> excuse me, all the, all the trimmings. And, you know, I, it took me all day to cook the meal. And then later on, you know, my son also liked to cook. So he would help me you know, with some of the dishes, with some of the recipes. And it became a tradition where we would cook the meal all day long and we would goof around and talk and blah, 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 while we cook. While my daughter would complain that the food isn't ready yet. And it was nice. It was just the four of us. We didn't like, you know, we rarely went to anybody else's house and we rarely had people over. It was really just the four of us. And Christmas... Christmas, we had a tradition where on Christmas Eve, um, because my, my mother moved out to Salt Lake City, so she did not live in the Chicago area. And uh, my father, though, still remained in the Chicago suburbs where, you know, like 10 minutes from where I lived. So our, our Christmas Eve tradition would be that we would go to my father's house and they would have sort of a very hybrid Korean uh, American Christmas thing. It was a hybrid because all the older women would all be in one room talking to each other, preparing some food. All the men would be in their own separate room, uh, chatting it up. And then after dinner, they'd be playing cards and all the younger generation, uh, me, my older brother, uh, we were the oldest out of everybody because uh, we were from my father's first marriage. And the the younger children started out with my younger brother, which is 12 years younger than me, and everybody else, all, all of his cousins from my stepmother's family, all of them underneath, they were all younger. So, you know, usually a year or two down the line, there was, let me see, one, two, three, I don't know, four or five four or five cousins and some some side 
family members, you know, cousins of cousins, and then some of their family friends, blah, blah, blah. So it was very, everybody was Korean, except for me and my older brother and my wife and my kids. We were the, uh, my wife is Filipino and my kids, of course, are mixed breed, like me. I'm, I'm half Korean only. So we would go to my father's house on Christmas Eve, and they'd have their little tradition of food and and stuff. And it was kind of fun, especially when my kids were really small. You know, they got to enjoy running around with other people. There were no kids their age because, again, I was the first one to have children. and But they were a novelty for everybody because they were the youngest kids in the room. And then, you know, uh, Christmas morning... Uh, you know, we would open up presents. And when they were really small, you know, I I didn't, there were only a few presents under the tree. And, you know, everything was already wrapped, obviously, but um, we put a few presents under the tree that were from me and my wife. And then, you know, so they would see that there and they would, you know, they would see that they're from us and we would tell them that. And then Christmas Eve, after my kids went to sleep, we would bring out the other gifts that were hidden you know, in the house. And I would stuff their stockings with little tiny things so that way, you know, put up the whole Santa Claus facade, which was a lot of fun. You know, so when they got up in the morning and they see the tree is just filled underneath with presents and their stockings were stuffed with a bunch of little little tiny things that they could open. And it was a fun thing. You know, keep up the facade. Like Santa Claus really did come overnight while you were sleeping. And my son was the one that was Mr. Super excited all the time to get up. He would get up at like 5 a.m. and You'd hear him rustling about, you know, and waking up my daughter. And she was the kind that was more patient, telling him just to relax and wait. Wait till we get up, because I get up at 6 a.m. I've been getting up at 6 a.m. forever. So, you know, we would do that, it was, and that was a lot of fun. So we spent the morning opening up gifts, and then I spent the afternoon putting things together like, you know, most dads do on Christmas morning or Christmas day. And, you know, it was a nice, solid tradition. And I'm pretty sure my kids remember it all. Easter, on the other hand, was not, it was still not much of a tradition, but, uh, you know, because I I didn't, I never cared much for Easter for some reason, because it's all about bunnies and hard-boiled eggs and uh, Easter egg hunts. I don't know, I just, I was never into it. I just never cared. Uh, but my wife would make up Easter baskets for them, and, and they remember that. That was, I guess, sort of fun for them. We did color eggs. Not not a lot, though, but uh, I guess because I'm just not into it. Oh, with Christmas, I forgot. Um, we had a tradition of decorating the tree, obviously. After, after Thanksgiving, the day after, my son and I would go out and get a tree. And um, I grew up with an artificial tree, a plastic one that you would put together and you know it, it was fine I, I even i took it with me from my house when i moved out and i used that for a couple of years but then uh after a while i was like you know what i'd like to get a real tree you know that was like starting my, my own thing too i never had a real tree didn't know what to do with it didn't know how to care for it but i was like let's get a real tree so i started that too so every year since then um if i if i'm home for for christmas you know we get a real tree and we'd go out the day after Thanksgiving and go get that. We didn't cut one down. We would just go to a tree lot and stuff, but still it was cool. 
and we would spend the next day after we get that tree, you know, the whole family would be decorating it. We had specific ornaments. We even got every year too, we would get a different ornament for the kids um, or, or to represent some new thing that happened in the kids' lives. So I've got a whole box of these things for the Christmas tree. So I talked about Easter. Uh, Halloween, my wife, um, you know, we'd go out trick-or-treating every year, and that was a lot of fun. You know, I was not too into Halloween anyway, but we would do it. You know, my my wife would make different costumes for the kids, handmade. Not all the time, but most of the time. And we would go around our neighborhood, you know, and, and go trick-or-treating. And then that kind of fell off to the side. Um, for some reason, kids stopped trick-or-treating. I don't know if it was after 9-11 Or what, but I just remember just not that many people were out there. But, you know, as your kids get older, they, they, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old, they still dress up, I guess, for school and stuff, but it wasn't so much the little kid thing that, you know, that it should be. But the, the other traditions, I guess... You know, I was born in Chicago, in the city, uh, in the Logan Square neighborhood. And I grew up at a time, you know, in the, I was born in 66. So really coming of age was the mid-70s through the mid-80s. And back then, Chicago was still very much Chicago. It isn't what it is today. There was literally a hot dog joint almost on every corner on every block. You know, our block, we had a, a hot dog. It was not, not, not a hot dog stand, but it was a hot dog restaurant. Let's put it that way. They had booths and everything. They were called Nico's. And that is now defunct at the corner of Elston Western and Diversity on Chicago's north side. Um, it's now some other restaurant. I don't know. But, you know, the food. Food was a, tr- a tradition. Growing up, you know, because there was a hot dog stand in every corner, you grew up eating Chicago-style hot dog, a uh, Maxwell Street-style Polish. They would even um, have uh, heroes, you know, the Greek heroes that everybody eats in in a pita, and um, tamales, corn, corn tamales. And you could get that virtually at almost any hot dog stand in the city. Some just specialized in burgers and do- hot dogs and stuff, but it was kind of like a, I don't know, a thing that most of the places I went to had, at least on, on my my side of town. And then, you know, for pizza, the traditional pizza in Chicago is a tavern-style thin-crust pizza that is cut in squares. And you could get that also anywhere, any any tavern, corner tavern. Um, you know, our favorite one was Father and Son Pizza. And I don't think that exists anymore, but they had a location near our house, and we would order that for delivery a lot of times. And, of course, there's deep dish, deep dish pizza, which people like to make fun of in the rest of the country. But um, And 
I don't know what people do nowadays, what, you know, because Chicago is not the same as it was. And I, I think it's become sort of a novelty where it's like, okay, you got to do this, you got to eat this. But we did, and, you know, we didn't go to any chain uh, pizza places, especially at the time. Um, Lou Malnati's right now is the big, the big shot in the city, at least to me it is. But there were all there are all kinds of independent little places, and we went to a little restaurant up on Elston Avenue, uh, northwest of my house, and I can't remember the cross street anymore, but it was called Casa Luna, and it was just like a little Italian restaurant, and you'd go in there, and they had some fantastic deep dish pizza. We would order that delivery too, and that's before obviously any of these delivery services they had, so the, the actual restaurant would hire a delivery driver to, to deliver it to you. And we did that for, a, you know, forever. And even, you know, after I got married and moved out to the suburbs, you know, we kept up the, the pizza traditions, the hot dog traditions. There used to be a hot dog uh, joint called Flukies, which was a small chain, which is now also defunct. They had a location up in Northbrook that we would go to all the time. But I I raised two kids this way in these Chicago-type traditions and our own family, personal family traditions that we created ourselves. And my kids grew up, went to college, you know, and because I got married so early, I became an empty nester uh, around the age of, let me think here, um, 42, 41. I can't remember when my son, I think 41. I, I don't know. I can't remember his freshman year at college, but when he went to to college for freshman year, my wife and I officially became empty nesters. So I've been an empty nester for over a decade. And I didn't have any problem transitioning to that. That wasn't a big deal. You know, the kids still came home for for um, for holidays from college. You know, and then when, when uh, my daughter finished, she went off to uh, New York City. When my son finished college, he, you know, moved moved around a little bit. And ended up in Boston, where he went to school. And so, you know, the trips home for them were a little bit less frequent. They'd still come, though. And we would have, you know, we'd try to recreate the traditional Christmas or the traditional Thanksgiving meal. And obviously, it wasn't the same as when they were little, but it was okay. You know, it was kind of like, it's almost like comfort food. But we fast forward from there, and two years ago, in 2019, is it only two years? 2019, it's almost two and a half years, I decided to quit my job with my family, and I didn't really plan on retiring, per se, but... um. I think that's what ended up happening. You know, I saved up some money. Pardon my paper. And it just 
you know, it became time for me to quit, that's for sure. So I made that decision. And we quit. And, you know, my wife and I both worked for my family, and the two of us just said, time, it's, been, it's time. You know, I worked for my family nonstop for over 30 years, and it was basically a 24-hour job. with a lot of a lot of responsibility more more than i wanted to take on at 53 or at 53 was i 53 at the time maybe i was 52 when i quit yeah i was 52 i was 52 when i quit i i it's tough for me to remember cuz it was 2019 but I, I was born in november in 66 so 52 And, you know, so then I, st I just started doing what I felt like doing. Little things, you know, so similar to what I'm doing now, except now I started podcasting because I feel like it. And it was going along okay. You know, my, my wife and I were doing some traveling, you know, starting in 2016, um, I decided to go with her, you know, she likes to go to Europe. She likes to go to Italy and France. So I'm like, okay, I'll, you know, I, I really never cared much to, to travel or travel to Europe even, but I'm like, ah, if she wants to go and she wants me to go with her, what, you know, what do I care? It's no skin off my nose. I can enjoy it just fine, you know? So we started doing that, you know, once a year. And then, uh, you know, I, in, in the house that we lived in, in uh, the suburbs of Chicago, it started to become really expensive, you know, and, and again, I stopped working, so I don't have the normal income coming in, you know, I just have uh, income from money that I've saved and, and invested to, uh, to live off of. And some, you know, little money that I make on the side doing little odd things, so... I like to say I'm semi-retired. So I'm like, you know what? There's nothing tying us here anymore. There's no reason to stay in Chicago. You know, the property taxes are very high. The cost of living is high. Um, you know, what am I getting for it anymore? You know, I'm not getting anything for it. There's no longer an advantage because my kids are gone. And my daughter has um, has children, so I have grandchildren, but, you know, they're not anywhere near us. They're moving about. So I'm not living near my kids. I'm not living near my grandkids. And I don't work for the family anymore. So there's not really anything tying me down to Chicago other than me being from Chicago and, you know, being having deep roots there. It's where I grew up. It's where I've lived my whole life. So I start looking for alternatives. Where can we go? And I started looking for places to live. And in July of, or in June actually, June of 2020, during the pandemic, because that kind of pushed me over the edge, you know, I was looking at our finances and I'm looking at what's happening with Illinois in general politically. Um, 
it was not good. And the lockdowns that were happening, and I was not happy. The people in, in Illinois and around Chicago were just becoming insufferable with this COVID lockdown and masking and mask shaming and pushing shit on everybody. And I was not happy. Yeah. I'm I'm very much a just live and let live kind of person. You could do whatever the hell you want. You know, just leave me alone. But people were not leaving me alone. And the government especially was not going to leave me alone with these lockdowns. I couldn't even go into a store. Because... I'm not a masking person because I, I believe they're full of shit with that shit. You know, when they first when they first started the masking in Illinois, and I couldn't get in the grocery store without a mask on, I stopped going. I you know we li- we didn't live that far from the Wisconsin border; it was about a forty minute drive. I drove up to fucking Wisconsin. I went to the grocery stores there. I didn't care. I went to Costco up there. Because at the time, Costco wasn't it wasn't instituting a mask mandate um, up in Wisconsin. So I'm like, this is this is fucked. If if you know, we started talking about moving, so that way we could save some money and then we could do some traveling. So I'm like, well, if if we're thinking about making this move, we're gonna do this move. Now is the time. You know, before things get too crazy with the lockdowns and all this kind of baloney and things get more expensive you know um i don't i couldn't you know you it's impossible to to read the future but i just had a feeling it was time to get out so we started researching places and we ended up actually researching places in the atlanta georgia area because they have a major airport i was originally looking in north carolina but then air, airlines started pulling back a lot of their flights from smaller airports. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to go there because then if, if for some reason we need to catch a flight to go someplace, Atlanta would be better because, you know, it's Delta's headquarters and we'll be able to fly just about any, anywhere in the world um, fairly easily if we need to. So we started looking there, and and we found a house. We found a house in, uh, in <clears throat> I think it was late June. We closed on a house in late July, and we started moving. And I I moved here about uh, a year and a month ago now. So I've been here in Georgia. Um, and it's it's not bad. It's nice. Our house is nice. We've got a you know a bigger house with a bigger lot for less money, lower taxes. All those things are good. Cost of living here is much better than it is up in, up in the Chicago area. The people have all been very nice. It's been it's been fantastic. But what I find is that because I'm so entrenched in the Chicago area, is that I need some new traditions. I don't have any here. I feel like I'm just living here which i guess is fine do but do do i need new traditions i don't know it just feels like you, you know you need something to cement yourself to the place that you live in but i'm not exactly sure what to do yet and i thought our tradition would be you know that we would travel you know once maybe twice a year 
you know, during certain seasons, during uh, certain times of the year. But that, that's, that's kind of out the window, at least for now. We're, we're trying to plan something for 2022, but I don't know if that's going to happen with all these vaccine mandates and travel restrictions. It's, you know, it's become a bit of a hassle to even try to plan it. You know, and, and I don't want to go outside the U.S. and then have some uh, surge of cases someplace and then suddenly I'm locked down somewhere and I can't get back. So those things are uncertain, and so we have our reservations made, and I'm just going to leave them sit there for now. We won't cancel just yet. You know, I'm hoping some miracle happens and people come to their senses and they get rid of all this crap and we can go back to some sort of normal. It'll never go back to normal, normal, what we used to live at, um, much like things never got back to normal after 9-11. But I'm hoping something happens where... I don't have to worry about getting locked down in some foreign country. And I thought that was going to be our tradition. But I don't know now. So we're just kind of going along. You know, I don't have any food traditions here. Now, I I can get uh, a Chicago-style pizza. There's a pizza chain here that is the same pizza chain that's up in Chicago. And they make an identical tavern-style pizza, which is great. There is no deep dish here to speak of, and hot dogs are not a thing here. I mean, they have hot dog stands here, but they're not the same. So food-wise, tradition, I'm still trying to figure that stuff out. But family tradition, I think that stuff's all out the window. I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. I think everything is just going to be like comfort food, where you're just going to go back to it every once in a while. You know, when you go visit your kids or they come visit you. Is this a transition for people getting older? I'll be 55 this year. 55, I've got two grandchildren, but they're all, you know, everybody's all over the place. And it's just me, me and my wife. We don't have any family down here. My wife has uh, a friend that uh, from her school in the Philippines, and she's made a bunch of friends here, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not an outgoing person. I'm introverted. I have one uh, colleague here, former business colleague that lives here, and I've seen him a couple of times over the last year, went fishing once. But mostly I'm, I'm kind of a, a hermit and a loner. You know, I'll, I'll go hiking with my dog. You know, I putter around the house. I do gardening. I cook. I do all these, all these other little things. And I, you know, I blog about shit that pisses me off, and I'll podcast like this. I, you know, I changed up the podcast to from covering the news of the day, which you know, I mean, it's already out there. And I don't, I don't really care once it's out there. To more like this style, where you know, I get some idea or bug in my brain that I feel I need to just get out, and I'll just do that. But, you know, everything seems just a little hollow without traditions. And maybe it's just something i got to get used to because I've only been, you know, when you live your entire life in one area, you get to know it so well and you get so comfortable. So then when you move someplace new, you, it's like almost like starting all over again with everything. 
you know, and I'm getting used to it. The people here are great. People here are nice. Haven't had any any problems there. But I don't know. I just wonder if, you know, this is just the thing about getting older. You feel a little empty for the things that you used to do. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. This just came to me today. And I'm like, you know what? We just don't have any any traditions that stick anymore. So we got to make something new. But I don't want it to be forced either. It's got to be something that just kind of happens organically. And it's not going to revolve around holidays because, you know, those have specific meanings and feelings associated with it uh, because it's what you did with your kids. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's all I got.